Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! Listen, we're not advocates of firing coaches. Teams don't want to do it because they don't want to burn money, right? How about that? But look at Cleveland. You predicted a down year for them last year, and they had it under Freddie Kitchens. But this year with Kevin Stefanski, they're a playoff team. Like, it's just, it shows you how important coaching is, is my point, right? Yes. If it's not working, you got to get the guy out of there. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Oh, yes, it is. G'day, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the RP Show. What a day. Holy, we're coming in hot, Moose. Oh, yeah. You know that, eh? We got special guests uh, in the studio. Darnell's here from Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. Do you want to toss me a t-shirt, Dar? The new ones? Watch your head, Darren. Wad it up into a ball. It's fine. This is for the rock star of the day. Get it in the air. Got it. Oh. Got it. Rock. Thank you, Darnell, for these, by the way. For the rock star of the day. These are beautiful. You can't buy these in stores. Not yet, anyways. Uh, Yeah, for the rock star of the day, we got the lids. And now we got T-shirts. Thank you. Lynch will be adorned in this, hey, on the streets of Saskatchewan to the end of time. Oh, yeah. So thank you, Dar. Good to see you as always. And I gave him his Connor Bedard, Regina Pat's trading cards too. So. How about that? Bob's your uncle. <clears throat> I wanted to open with the Coleman Young story, but I think... Would that be too start... much? Hey? Uh, yeah, no, it's okay. Here, 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 here's the thing, much. by the way. I think it's important as it relates to when we get into the quick six show topics and stuff about the importance of news media, accuracy, and brainwashing. I'm just going to give you a real quick little societal experiment here that I, in grade nine or 10, our uh, social studies teacher, Wayne McGarry, said to our class, okay, everybody, by a show of hands, how many of you know the mayor of the city? About three kids put their hands up and said, Larry Schneider, Mayor Lair. Okay, by a show of hands, how many of you know the mayor of Detroit? Every hand goes up. Coleman Young, everybody says. Why? Because every day after school, we go home and flip on our Detroit. That was our cable channels, right? Yeah. So the point, they weren't sticking around for the 6 o'clock news. Right after school, the Detroit news was on, and we all knew. So my point is just, you're being brainwashed by the media. You don't even know it. Tick, 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 you know. Oh. And it's important that the information you get is correct because you believe what you see and that's just, just a story that we were telling before the show that i wanted to get out i remember it you and it, you weren't going home and in, in school to go watch the news no but every 15 second little promo in your commercial break of the simpsons or whatever show you were watching was here from air coleman young coming up at six you know like <laughs> right and and darnell almost fell off his chair when we were telling this story uh all of the senior citizens were afraid to leave their condos in Regina and Saskatoon because that was their cable. They turn on the news and somebody's being shot and this robbery and this and that. Local news at four. What matters to your community. Yeah. What? No, no, that's in Detroit, Grandma. Not here. So anyways, how about, how about that? So these are some of the discussions that us squirrels have around here. Big news day, by the way. Great day to have Craig Button joining us from TSN, their director of scouting, longtime family friend of ours, and Sportsnet's Arash Badani coming up in hour two. But it's just been an insane morning. The New York Rangers have fired head coach David Quinn. And who didn't see that coming? That came down today. And bravo to our content creator, Nelson Vo, who put up clips from Ron Duguay and Nick Kiprios. Like, 
you know, first coverage was right here from those guys. Yeah. So good job, Nelson, on that. And uh, my ESPN was down this morning. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Major catastrophe. So, and I, Nelson Hackowitz is the guy that lines me up with my uh, ESPN. Hope it's okay that I outed you, Nelson, <laughs> on that. And But... I completely missed the week one NFL schedule unveiling this morning. I for, forgot that it was on because I didn't have my TV on this morning because ESPN was down. See how that works? Yeah. So my quick six show topics are a reflection of the fact that my ESPN was down this morning. You ready? I'm ready. Let's go, please, Director Jordan. Okay. And the questions are coming in here, by the way, from the viewers, and we'll get to those in a moment. I see from Dean in Green Bay watching. He says, happy NFL schedule day. Hashtag go pack go. It's a national holiday. But as Darren will point out many times today, it's just week one. Because you've said it like 30 times already this morning to everybody. That's right. Right? It's just week one. It's just week one. Tonight we'll get the full schedule. Yeah. Uh, So number one, the Winnipeg Jets. Spanked the Vancouver Canucks 5-0 last night. And I know a lot of you are saying it's just Vancouver, but don't forget, last week, the Canucks waxed the Edmonton Oilers. Like, a win's a win in the National Hockey League, especially when it's 5-0. And the first-round series are determined in Canada. It's going to be the Winnipeg Jets versus the Edmonton Oilers and the Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Montreal Canadiens. Iconic series! 79, I think, was the last time the Leafs and Habs met. And it's the 80s for the Jets and the Oilers. So that's our poll question right out of the gate today. Which one of these will be the longest series of the two Canadian series? Let me say it again because you're going to hear it a ton over the next couple weeks. Winnipeg, Edmonton, Montreal, Toronto. My guess, I want to say Winnipeg, Edmonton will be long, but I don't necessarily think it will be long. Uh, What's Craig Button saying? Habs might win a game off the Leafs. They might win a game. Might. I could see the Oilers... Taking the Jets in six. Sorry to say. They're, they're just steamrolling despite what happened last night. Great start for the Jets, right? It was uh, just takes one win to get on a roll. But the orders have been rolling for a while. That's right. And what is it? Two out of ten now for the, for the Jets? Two wins in ten games? Yes. So despite the win, it hasn't been great. But again, you reset everything in the playoffs. And that means your mindset is brand new. It's like starting a, a brand new season. So... I, I'm with you, though. I think I think Edmonton-Winnipeg will be the longer series. Right, right. We've got weeks to get into predictions and talk, yeah. but that's just our poll question today. Point two, uh, should the Canadian division stay? We talked about it at the start of the year, and now we've got almost a full regular year in. I said no, remember, at the start of the year, and I said because of time, the time changes is the biggest reason, and I think the eastern side of this continent wags the dog and everything, and I talk to people out there that are tired of their team's games facing off at 10 o'clock at night. It's too late, Yeah, right? In their division. But what do I really care? Where we're sitting right now, it's fine. The games start early, and the late ones don't start that late. We're sitting in the perfect spot here in the sweatpants capital, so I'll say yes, it should stay. And that's, maybe we'll get that poll question up uh, in the days and weeks ahead. But I saw, I read a column by Eric DeHatchik in the, in the Athletic on Saturday. He said the Canadian division is like having too much birthday cake. Like it's so good at the time, but eventually it's not good for you. If you work out enough and watch your calories, you eat as much cake as you want. 
Let's keep it. That's right. I mean, it's Are you not, with this? I'm with it. I'm like, let's go. I think we should keep it. I think we keep it because I think the playoffs are going to be some of the best we've ever seen. We say that every year, how great they're going to be. But this is going to be like Canada-Russia Summit Series stuff. Like, we've only seen Boston and Washington and Pittsburgh on film. We haven't played them. So it's like, what's going to happen? That first game is going to be feeling each other out. Oh, yeah. It's going to be tremendous theater. It's going to be fun to watch. The, our viewers are jumping onto this. Todd Pinkney says, no, get rid of the Canadian division. They need to play against stronger teams. It's a cakewalk for teams to get into the playoffs. Uh, have you ever heard of the NFC East, bro? Sorry, Dar. Both our teams <laughs> reside in the worst division of the National Football League. And let's not forget about the NFC West for years that had teams winning it with below 500 records. This is not indigenous to the National Hockey League, okay? It happens. Um, from James in Borden, Manitoba. If Shifley and Dubois get going, the Jets have a chance. But McMuffin and crew have been feasting on the Jets. I like it. Is that where we're going? Connor McMuffin. Here's the biggest hope the Jets have really going into the playoffs is that it's a brand new season, that things will change. Because they do. But how much will they change? Right? I know. It is a new season, but is Connor Hellebuck going to magically get back to last year's form? Because he wasn't the same goalie this year as last year. We can For weeks, we're going to sit here and talk about this. What's Sherry saying regarding the mayors of Regina and Detroit? She says, when Regina finally got cable in 1975, our U.S. TV came from North Dakota. Small town North Dakota was really bad. Later, the satellite provider switched the U.S. feeds from Detroit. That was in the 80s. She's just bringing up my story. More people here knew the mayor of Detroit because the news was on right after school than knew the mayor of Regina because we weren't watching the news. We were waiting for our shows to come on at four. That's right. Um, Moving on, point three. The Edmonton football team loses $7.1 million. So here's my take on this came down shortly after we got off the air yesterday, Darren. And I would like your take on this. Another societal experiment, if you will. Pretty big news that the Edmonton football team loses $7.1 million. There's a lot of fake news out there, and I'll get to that in a moment. I was surfing a little bit of Twitter. Uh, Dave Campbell, our good friend, Eskimo, Edmonton color guy, saying, oh, they're canceling the season as a last resort. And I'm like, what? That's become an option now? I didn't think that was an option. So we're talking about that now? I don't know. I'm, I guess. I'm all in on the Stanley Cup playoffs and Connor Bedard and everything else. You see him wearing Blue Jays gear. So I'm not. So this morning I went to the Canadian Press Wire, of which I have a subscription, to find the story on the Edmonton football team losing $7.1 million. And what does that mean for this? Nothing there. So I go to 630 Ched, the website of the radio rights holder of the Edmonton football team. Nothing's been posted on the Edmonton football team since the draft last week on 630ched.com. Nothing against 630ched.com, but there was nothing there on the $7.1 million loss, nor the threat of canceling a season. There was nothing there. And the only thing that I can think is it's because the Oilers are steamrolling into the playoffs and they've forgotten about the Edmonton football team in the city of champions. Because I remember Terry Jones. We all know the great Terry Jones, the Hall of Fame writer of the Edmonton Sun. Jones at large. You know, we used to sit around a lot and talk. 
media rooms in the CFL, World Juniors, Oilers, Jonesy and I were tight. And he goes, you know, Rod, the Oilers here, it's a 365-day proposition. The Eskimos, six months. The six-month window they play, they care here. The other six months, they don't care about the Eskimos. But the Oilers, it's 365 in Edmonton. And I'm like, that's like the Pats and the Riders here. Riders are 365, and the Pats are just in season. Yeah. Right? It's just the way the markets work. And that's my point is I had to dig pretty hard to find coverage for the Edmonton football team losing $7.1 million. And where I got it was from the team website where the full statement was there. So I read that. And what a great job the team president's done to keep this team on stable ground. And then I got a three down. And there's rumors that they've got $15 million in the bank still. So they're fine. And I'm like, then why did you have to gun your 49-year equipment manager but give your coach a half a million that didn't coach again? You guys figure it out. I'll move on to the Blue Jays. Where are you? That, that, that's just my story. It's you got to dig hard to find CFL news these days. I know, and I. Wonder, and then you even got to wonder if it's right. You wonder how much you know is the team sending out that info too? Like, and it's bad news, so we don't really want to put it out there. But you should. And if this was the NFL, it would be a daily situation of. When are they going to announce their financial situation? Expecting it on Thursday. And then, you know, on Tuesday it would be, here's what we project it will be. And it's coming out the next day. And there'd be constant news every single day, right? And see how you stay top of mind? That's what's happening in Edmonton on the Oilers. Now, and if it's not happening on your football team, you need to make it happen. Alberta's awake. John Kirby writing in and says, the Edmonton Journal had it, Rod. This is what the CFL doesn't understand. This is that societal experiment thing I was saying. I'm not going to sit all morning and try and find this Edmonton news, okay? Because the Jets played last night. The Pats named their most popular player. The Blue Jays are in flight. Like, I'm not going to sit and look everywhere for this Edmonton football news. So it's in the Edmonton Journal. Great. Maybe I'll look it up later today. Probably not. As my brother says, we live in a 24-hour world. So yesterday. Yes. Jack Fulton, watching in Vulcan, Alberta. CFL and COVID are the same. Too much mass information equals frustration and distrust. If I'm starting to lose my steam for CFL news, what does that mean for John Q. Public? And the Blue Jays won last night. I'll say it again. In Atlanta, right? I can't wait for a rash in hour two because for years... He's a little younger than me, not a lot, but he's been counseling me. Rod, it's early, it's early. It's, it's always saying, it's early. It's, it, you put this to football, we're in week two. So just pump the brakes. Doesn't mean that they're not exciting. Oh, yeah. And every game's exciting. Yeah. So I'm wondering what Arash's take is on the Blue Jays right now. Do they have a chance? Last I saw, they were fourth in the division. Like, everybody's excited right now. Yeah. But uh, we were normally out of it by May for 20 years, right, Dar? That's right. So just to win a few games in May and be in the conversations exciting here in Canada. Uh, point five, hyper-local thing, but Connor Bedard does not win the Regina Pats MVP award. I was stunned. Yeah, just saying, our Connor's better. But they voted for, there was 10,000 votes cast at ReginaPats.com and Riker Evans, the 19-year-old defenseman, won. And I'm like, I'm like Trump. Can we get a recount here? Nothing against Riker Evans, but I voted for Connor Bedard. I mean, Darnell, you weren't asking for those Pats cards for Riker Evans' card. 
Let's just be honest about it, okay? a good year, but. (laughs) Right. And then point six, I was going to talk about the NBA playoffs. Do we care when the Raptors aren't in them? But uh, most popular player, yes. Yeah, voted for by the, what did I say, MVP? Whatever. Doesn't matter. The point is the fans voted for Riker Evans, not Connor Bedard. Shocks me. But anyways, to the NBA thing, uh, I'm not going to talk about the NBA right now because the NFL is returning to London in October for its first games in the city since the outbreak of the coronavirus. The Falcons will play the Jets on October 10th, and the Jacksonville Jaguars and Tim Tebow face the Miami Dolphins a week later. Both games will be staged at the stadium of Premier League soccer team Tottenham. So we'll unpack all of that later. Rash will join us. We'll talk about America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, Taking on Tom in week one. That's the featured marquee game? Yes. Yeah. That's so Thursday night. It's an exciting day. And by the way, the Greek freak has texted me. We got a new uh, tagline here for this warm-up, which is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Bear with me. I get a lot of texts in a day, man. Well, well you pulled out. Starting Monday, come on go. down to catch all the NHL playoffs. Of course, belief. Oh, no. It started. Oh, no. Monday night, restaurants back open. Come watch the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm sorry because we got Craig Button in next. Can you hold that thought? Oh, absolutely. Okay, we'll be right back. You're watching the ERP Show on Game Plus Television Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey everybody, Rod and Moose here. Breaking news. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement and the news you've all been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA and Canada. Moose, we're here. We're holding it. If they don't believe me, <laughs> there it is. Listen. I've been using the Lawnmower 3.0 for what, a couple of months now? Yes. And I love it. What did I say in our last podcast? Chat about this. No cords, no clanky razors. You know what? This is handheld, it's sleek, there are no cords, it's got a 90 minute battery life and a headlight. Yeah. But you now have the 4.0, and I have Ooh. to admit I'm a little jealous. Oh, What do you like about yeah, it? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, that's why we're doing this in the dark, so we can test out the headlight. It seems to be uh, not even that loud. Oh. Sounds loud there, but it's actually not that no, loud. No, it's, it's right uh, up against the microphone. I'm excited. So uh, we're going to. You want to know what's new about it? There was only one size trimmer on the 3.0. Now there are four. Oh. There's a travel lock. You ever traveled somewhere and your razor's been on the whole time, and when you get to your destination, your razor's dead? Mm-hmm. This has a lock on it, so that doesn't happen. There's a lot of other things here. As looks wise, it's sleek, a two tone matte and gloss finish. Even features a hot foil stamp black chrome Manscaped logo. But more important than that, it's got a ceramic blade and skin safe technology, which alleviates those little nicks, those little bumps. Honestly, it will change your life, guys. And we're asking you to order now and join over 2 million people worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's fansided20 at manscaped.com. 
Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It is, everybody. Welcome back. And we're live on Game Plus TV across all 10 provinces and 31 states. But we're also interactive YouTube and Facebook. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, I think I'm addicted to interacting with the RP Show. That's fine. There's far worse things you could be addicted to than this show. The NFL schedule has come out week one. Comments are coming in like crazy on that. We'll get to that in a moment. And Simon Fudge, guys, our soccer insider, says, Greetings from Doha, Qatar. Just been out for an evening jog in 35-degree weather, followed by a dip in the Arabian Gulf. Simon, are you bragging or complaining? Sounds to me like he's bragging. Pretty hot out there. And the breaking news today, the New York Rangers fired coach David Quinn this morning and three assistant coaches after missing the playoffs with one of the NHL's up-and-coming young teams. The move is the first major one from new general manager Chris Drury, who took over last week after the organization fired popular president John Davidson and general manager Jeff Gordon. More on that in a moment. Let's bring in Craig Button now, TSN's director of scouting. We've got a ton of things to go through with Craig. Let's get him on the screen. Good morning, Craig. How you doing, my friend? Hey, hey, I am really good, Rod. Uh, things are 35-degree weather, eh? You're telling me? Oh, boy. It feels <laughs> like Texas. Feels like Texas. How did it feel to be back last week? It, it was great. You know, I was there for 12 days, and obviously uh, our ties there from, uh, from your father and myself. And, you know, to see a lot of people and to see how, how much it's grown, where, where the tournament was at. It all used to be fields there, Rod. It all used mm-hmm. to be fields. I'm like... I said to Doug Armstrong, we, he, he was there as well, and we, we both were talking, boy, has it ever changed up here? Pastures and, and, uh, and, and, and fields as far as you could go, cows and horses. I felt like I was in Milestone. <laughs> well, it's a great spot. It actually looks very much like Milestone. Well, Wade Klippenstein, you know Clipper from the Colorado Avalanche, tweeted. I sure do. He tweeted, God bless Texas, that there was crowds at the game. You probably saw Clipper there. Yeah. My question to you was your outfits, Craig, were resplendent. I was telling the guys, did you take like 12 outfits and mix and match, or did you go to your favorite dry cleaner? Man, you were fresh, as the football players say down there. Well, you know, fresh is good, and when you have a face like mine, you want to keep the attention off the Distract. face and onto the clothes. Like, you know what? Make sure you got a nice, colorful shirt, ties properly tied. You know, make sure you have a nice poof in your jacket, and away you go. So, I, I know what I got to do to uh, to to hold to keep the focus off the face. Hey, it's fun. You know what? Uh, it, it 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 was a lot of fun to be in Texas. Uh, for the players, mostly to watch their excitement, Rod. You know, it's been a trying year for everybody. And for the players that had the opportunity to go and compete, it was fantastic. When they won the gold medal, they were parading around that trophy. We were waiting on TSN for the for that photo shot where they're all in the, around the trophy on the ice. And I just said, I hope those guys take in every second of enjoying that trophy because what they've gone through in the last year and then to achieve something so special and unique, you know, savor every minute of it. And uh, they certainly did. I saw a few of the players uh, on the on the plane ride back to Calgary, Dylan Gunther and uh, Corson Kuhlmans. And, I mean, they had masks on, but I'll tell you what, that smile went way beyond their mask, all the way up to the ears, I'm telling you. <laughs> well, of course. Ear ear. <laughs> and I always got so many things I can talk to you about. But I, I just got to mention Connor Bedard. You said such nice things about him. And you said, that's confidence, not arrogance. Remember when he was going like that? Out to the <laughs> oh, back yeah. Well, I know you wouldn't have been around him because we're not all allowed to be around the players in this COVID situation. But what 
as close as you were to him. What kind of vibe did you get from this kid? Well, we know how good he is, Rod. Like, I mean, he's, I mean, it goes without saying, no kidding, Craig. Thanks for that great analysis. Yeah, he's good. He's really good, right? But, you know, he had never played at that level of competition. So you watch players, and you, and, and most of the players hadn't played at that level of competition. But here's a 15 year old going into this competition, and he's good enough to be there, no question about it. But to watch him just kind of, get his his feet wet and then gain that confidence you know when when he scored that goal against Sweden when he went to the corner and nodded his head yeah here I am right <laughs> I mean that was built up over time it didn't just I, I think it was him at that moment in time being really comfortable just with his personality and saying hey yeah this is great but he, he was building on that and when you watch a player any player, you know, like perform at the highest level of best on best tournament and perform so brilliantly. And, you know, and that confidence grows. And, and I always say this, Rod, there comes a time when a player, they go into a tournament like that and Connor is no different. He goes, I think I can play at that level. Then you start to say, hey, yeah, I'm getting signs to I like I really feel that I can play at this level. Then, you know, you can play at that level. And I think that that was the progression I saw with Connor. And, you know, I mean, he wasn't just a player that participated. He, he was one of the very, very best players in the entire tournament. And, you know, it, it's interesting because I thought about your dad a number of times during the tournament in this regard. Your dad watched lots of young players over the course of his many years and many, many hockey rings. And, I re and you know how it is. You remember how you always used to hear about the next guy? Oh, oh yeah. wait till you see this guy. And your dad always used to remind me, he goes, they're all good. They're all good. But the special ones are going to identify themselves. And as good as that player is in a first-round pick in the WHL or a top midget or a top anim, he said, you know what, they're good. But the special ones you'll know right away. And I kept thinking about Connor Bedard. How many times have you heard about, oh, wait till you see this guy? And you saw him, they were good, but they weren't special. And Connor, and it was a great reminder because you, your dad had such a, a personal touch with the players and families and the understanding of let's not put, uh, you know, unrealistic expectations on the players. And I, that's something I've always kept in mind, you know, when I describe players. And But when it comes to Connor Bedard, it, it, it was really obvious how special it was. Well, I know, but I could take a lesson from the old guy because I pump these guys up. You know how many times I've had coaches and GM saying, can you tone it down? And I'm like, well, I'm trying to sell <laughs> tickets here. You know, but you know, we saw, we saw Bedard. We had him on a Zoom call going into his first game, and Craig, he said he had butterflies. He wanted to puke his first dub game. And then he goes out and buries two on Max Paddock in 47 <laughs> seconds. We're like, uh, yeah. And, and just as long as we're telling old guys' stories, you know, he used to work that Western uh, Prospects Development Camp, and he called me. He very rarely ever called me on this, but he goes, you got to come down and see this kid. And I said, who? He goes, Sam Steele. And I, so I went and watched, and his team won 8-1, and Sam had seven goals and an assisted on the eight. <laughs> and I just can't imagine what my dad would say about Connor Bedard. I cannot imagine. Oh. You know, he's watching from the uh, seats in the sky. I can't let you get out of here without a little analysis on David Quinn being let go. Uh, Craig, I assume this was just kind of a formality. We were all expecting this, were we not, given what happened in New York last week? I, well, I think that that's probably the the word that uh, gnaws at you. We were expecting it based on what happened last week. You know, Chris Drury was instrumental in the hiring of David Quinn. And, you know, I, I think where the 
uh, New York Rangers found themselves three years ago when they sent out the letter and hired David Quinn. You know, uh, like, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised because you see a lot of different scenarios play out. A lot of them eerily similar where ownership starts to believe that you're further along or you should be further along. And, you know, we see John Davidson, we see Jeff Gordon, now we see David Quinn. Listen, the New York Rangers have have an excellent group of young players and they have a really good prospect pool and I think they have a promising future. But to suggest now that Alexi Lafreniere and Adam Fox and Capococco, uh, uh, Alexi Lafreniere, all these young players are, are ready to go and, and perform at the highest levels and, and help your team uh, compete for a Stanley Cup, it, it, it's, not only, uh, un, it's not only unrealistic, it's problematic. Because the problem is, is you don't understand the process of maturity. And you, you can sit here and want to speed it up all you want. The next, re- the next fast rebuild will be the first one. You can't speed it up, and you can't speed up the maturity of the young players. I think David Quinn's a good coach, but I think that it was inevitable that this was going to happen. And, you know, I, I, I think for the New York Rangers and uh, where they're headed, I think Chris Drury's taken over a, a team that's got a lot of, lot of bright uh, young players and has a bright future. But, you know, again, like, what's the expectation next year? And once you start, I compare it to skiing, Rod. You know, you go up the hill, go up the hill, go up the hill, you know, on the chairlift. And it, it, it takes a little bit of time. Now you get to the top of the mountain, you're going, oh, geez, geez, it took some time. It took 10 minutes on the chairlift. Well, now as you start to ski downhill, you're enjoying, like, you know, you. but as you get further down the hill and you pick up speed, you're, you're, it takes longer to get back up the hill. Chris Jury better be real careful about identifying where the team is at. Because if you start going down the hill and you start going too quickly, the climb's going to be that much harder, and guess what? That much longer. <laughs> yeah, good, very good uh, analysis. A parallel. I think we got three minutes, and you know what? You know what that means in okay. TV terms. But I just got to say this: our mutual friend Paul Bissonnette said to me he thinks an NHL rebuild should take five years, and I think he was just selling for the Coyotes because <laughs> it's been a longer than five. What's a realistic time frame for an NHL rebuild? Do you think, Craig, from absolute dumpster fire to being a respectable team? Well, so what I would say is again, like, so you're if you start right from the from the bottom, right, and you're so you're going to be picking players high, right, and promising players, right, and so now you're drafting eighteen year olds. Well, if you expect that they're going to just step in and lead you out of the out of the uh, out of the basement, it, it's unrealistic. They need to learn. They need to grow. They need to be surrounded. You know, Rod. Uh, I joined the Dallas Stars, the Minnesota North Stars, in 1988. Mike Badano had been the first overall pick. It was 11 years later when we won the Stanley Cup. When did we become competitive? We went to the Stanley Cup final in 1991. It was a magical mystery tour. It's magical because you always go uh, to the Stanley Cup final, but it's a mystery as how we got there. And and then we, we ended up moving, and it was really 1996-97 that our team was able to really push to the next level. There was a lot of factors that went into that, you know, uh, uh, you know, the ownership, you know, where, where was there an ability to invest in your team? You know, the players maturity, you know, acquiring players that can all I call it the intersection. It's and you got to sync it all up. And, and it's it's easy to acquire picks. It's easy to acquire younger players. It's easier. to, But you got to sync it. 
the young players have to be ready to contribute. They have to have the guidance of the older players. The older players still have to be able to, to contribute in a big way, but it, ha it can't just fall on their shoulders. And the sinking up of it is the key. And I, th I think it's five years. You know, one of the big mistakes I made when I came to Calgary and it was uh, as general manager, you know, I, I was ready to take a three-year contract because I felt like, okay, we'll have the opportunity to build it. But it, it, it was I was doing the things that needed to be done, but they were impatient in ownership. So after three years, uh, I was out. But all the things that I was doing got that team to the Stanley Cup final the next year, and I had been, and then built. And it, it takes time. I was naive. I was naive because I should have said, I'm, I'm only coming there on a five-year deal. Uh, I believed, okay, three years will show enough sign. They'll be patient with me. Ah, wrong, Craig. They weren't patient. <laughs> well, Biz was right then with his five years. It should be minimum five. Yes, he and is. I think I agree yeah. with him. And here's another one. Last one. Uh, when we met, which I think was 1990, you were living in East Lansing. I just, I told you, I thought you were an American guy. Ann now Arbor, I find Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor, Ann Sorry. Arbor. Hang sorry. on a second Football here. guys, sorry. Big Not difference. Michigan State, Michigan. <laughs> yeah, well, to people there is huge. Um, but I thought you were American with your, with your dad and everything. And then I find out from our mutual friend, Bob Marriott, that you're a Montreal guy. So how much heat did you take for saying they might not win a game because you know i watch it every day i tell you that what did you get heat over that well a good friend oh get heat i mean a lot, a lot of my friends said i have now become the face on their dartboard <laughs> I became, yeah. family friends i'm the face on the dartboard now they're trying to hit the bullseye but you know it's funny you know when you when you make I, you make that comment but it's what i believe you know i'm not here to try to bury teams or anything but like I mean, Toronto just beat Montreal three straight games. And Montreal, you know, might have had a leg in some of the games, but not all of them. In 1979, the last two times these teams met, the last time these two teams met in the playoffs, it was a four-game sweep. Montreal was superior to the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Toronto Maple Leafs right now are superior to the Montreal Canadiens. So, you know what? You know, we'll see if, you know, if they win a game and, Fine, maybe they'll win two, you know, but at the end of the day, I see no chance for them to win four. And quite frankly, I think they'll be lucky to win one. There he, he's digging in. He's digging in. Craig, I watch <laughs> you every day. I really enjoy it. Uh, please keep it up and thanks for this. I always enjoy these visits. You know what, Ron? I do too. And you know what? I think what we got to do is just visit more regularly. And it doesn't always have to be on your show, but just. Catch up and talk. Yeah, let's I do it. I always enjoy the chat. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Craig. Have a great day. You too. Thanks, Rod. TSN's director of scouting, Craig Button. We'll be right back to uh, update the sports, uh, sports update, which is updating like by the minute on this busy day here. We'll get to that. Viewer takeover and all the rest coming up. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. All right. It's been a great show and things continue to roll here. More good stuff. 6.30 Ched is clearly watching the program because <laughs> I said in the warm-up that I couldn't find the story on the Edmonton football team losing $7.1 million 
And uh, this from Global. Sorry. Oh, yeah, they're with Global. Okay. I guess I went to the wrong website. They're the same company now. Yes, that's right. So, like, we posted it at 2 p.m. on the Global website. I won't out the person that sent it to me. And, by the way, they said, Bernie Smilowitz from Detroit, one of my favorite sportscasters, he was on WDIV Detroit. We watched him. Weekend at Bernie's. We grew up watching on Detroit Cable here in town. It's a long story. Uh, sports update, and then we'll get to some viewer comments here. There's breaking news this morning. The New York Rangers fired coach David Quinn and three assistant coaches after missing the playoffs with one of the NHL's up-and-coming teams. New general manager Chris Drury, who just took that job last week, says the search for a new head coach begins immediately. In three years, David Quinn posted a 96, 87, and 25 record in rebuilding the Rangers with a much younger team that included number one overall pick Alexi Lafreniere this past season. Uh, debate raging on Twitter, by the way. Great job, Nelson Vaux, posting the clip of Ron Duguay saying on this show that Mark Messier should coach the Rangers. <laughs> How do you think that's going over? Like a lead balloon in church. Mm-hmm. Captain Blake Wheeler. Had two goals and two assists as the Winnipeg Jets defeated the visiting Vancouver Canucks 5-0 to clinch third spot in the North Division standings last night. Winnipeg forward Paul Stastny was honored pregame for playing in his 1,000th career game. Did you, by the way, see the little silver? Like, they gave a big silver stick, obviously, to Paul Stastny, but then he gave his daughters silver mini sticks. Whoa. What do you want for those kids? What do you want? I know. Couldn't take my eyes off them. I'm a mini stick fan. I have several here. Whoop, Estevan what Bruins. What is going on? You ever look back here? <laughs> I know. It's a tic- tickle trunk. I'm a mini stick fan. Uh, in the queue, Samuel Poulain, Jordan Spence, and Nathan Legere all had two goals and an assist as the Valdor Ferrer topped the Ramuski Oceanic 8-2 to sweep their second-round series. Thomas Casey and Brett Budgel had a goal and an assist, uh, potting goals four minutes apart early in the second period as Charlottetown edged Acadie Bathurst 2-1 to sweep their best-of-five second-round matchup, three games to none. And Alex Bocage scored once and set up two more. And Mikhail Abramov had a goal and an assist as part of a three-goal third. And Victoriaville downed Blainville Boisbriand 6-4 in Game 3 of their best-of-five second-round series for a 2-1 lead. This Abramov guy, you said he's a Leaf prospect? You notice he's factoring, whenever I read these... Every game. <laughs> he's always on it. Oh, yeah. Good job, Leafs. Kawhi Leonard scored 20 points. Paul George added 16, and the Lakers... Sorry, the Clippers led all the way in a 115-96 win over the Raptors in Tampa. And uh, Vladdy homered and drove in three as the Blue Jays took advantage of Atlanta's indecisive fielding in the eighth inning, rallying past the Braves 5-3. Guerrero had three hits, including a tying single and a three-run eighth to erase a 3-2 deficit. Ronald Acuna Jr. hit his major league leading 11th homer for Atlanta. I don't know if you saw, he chirped Vladdy on his way by first. I don't know if you saw that or not. It's all in good fun. Oh, yeah. Authorities say former NFL quarterback Brett Favre has yet to pay back $600,000 U.S. in money received from the state of Mississippi for multiple speaking events he never showed up for. The former athlete had previously said he would pay the state after an audit revealed $1.1 million had been paid to Favre's company, Favre Enterprises. 
This sports update for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store opening Monday. And for Red Bull, well, the Drive Through Liquor Store is open now if you just can't wait. But for in person dining, opening Monday. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. So where were we, Moose? We have, I haven't allowed you to talk a lot, and I apologize for that. Day. Although you've been crushing it the last two days with your analogies and your analysis. Thank you. What are you looking up now? So this is what came up in the break, and just to drop it out there on the heels of your sports update, the New York Post brought up seven candidates for the job. Okay, seven candidates that would be available for the job. And here, I'm just going to read the seven names. Mike Babcock, Gerard Gallant, Bob Hartley... Patrick Waugh, Rick Tockett, John Tortorella, and Rod Brindamore, who they put an asterisk beside because his contract expires with Carolina, and it's like the off chance that they <laughs> negotiations break down. But Mark Messier, nowhere on this list. Nowhere on the list. Well, this list. I don't think he's going to get it at all. I mean, it's interesting. Like, he's too busy doing Lay's commercials and Tide. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the those? Tide one was great. <laughs> With Stone Cold Steve Austin and Ice T. Messier. Mess, messier. No, it's Messier. <laughs> messier. There's a joke that comes to mind. I'm not going to say <sighs> it. Um, you and I could have put that list together, though. That had to come from the New York Post. I know. So this came down this morning. James in Borden, Manitoba. Jets did a first-class job recognizing Paul for his 1,000th game. I know Winnipeg is not a favorite destination for players, but they treat these guys as good as any big city team. They have to, and they do. And, of course, they do a great job. Michael Alley watching in Los Angeles. It's been rough locally how the Angels released Albert Pujols. He hasn't been hitting, but he didn't get the respect he deserved. I hope he catches on somewhere else like the KC Royals. I hope that you're not feeling too bad for Albert Pujols. You know how much money this guy's made? His numbers do not add up to what he's being paid. It's pretty simple. I, I'm sure he's a great guy. Going back, we all heard the stories. Going back to when he was with the Cardinals. What he did for the community, his family story. He's making a lot of dough. Oh, yeah. A lot of folks writing in, they knew the joke that I was referring to. He wouldn't know he's too young. You don't know that one, eh? Messier. <laughs> um, from William Works. Hey, Craig Button, you never count out the Habs. Playoffs are a new animal, and Craig should know that. Uh, he knows better than anybody. There's a little, if you're good in this business, sometimes you just throw out a little jab to see who's paying attention. Apparently that worked. Right. He went fishing. You caught a big one. Caught a huge one. Anyways, we will continue. Uh, not overtime coming up, but viewer takeover next hour. And then Arash Madani, or next, after the segment, then Arash Madani next hour. And what are we going to talk about with her? Where do you want to go? I know. Blue Jays, CFL, Leafs, Habs. Think about it. Yeah. Jays will be good. Which, by the way, they're in third, not fourth. They've moved up. Half a game out of win the, last night. Half a game out of second, two games out of first. Wow. We'll be talking wild card soon. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. 
Have you subscribed to The Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. That's your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. And we got Moose DuPont here, the entire crew, Jordan Clark and Ryan, very socially distanced on the other side of this wall, correct? That's right. And Yep, and masked up. Uh, I said it's viewer takeover, and uh, let's do that with all these topics on the table that we got into. Uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs in the Scotia North Division are set. The matchups, Oilers, Jets, uh, Habs, Leafs. Our question today, our poll question, by the way, for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, which of those series do you think will be the longest? I think I voted for Winnipeg-Edmonton. And 63% on res- of uh, respondents on Twitter saying Winnipeg-Edmonton will be the longer series. Craig Button's pretty much predicting a Leafs sweep. And what are they saying on Facebook? Pretty much exactly the same. Yeah. 60-40. A little longer series for that one. We want them all to go seven, right? In our, <laughs> in our pre-show meeting here today, Darren's like, do you guys think that the playoffs will be like, even better this year? And what did Darnell and I say? They're good. They're always amazing. Always amazing. Every year. Yeah. How could they be better? I know. There's more mystery. There's more intrigue. I think that's what you think with the unknowns. You know, we've got into this world where borders don't exist anymore and the world's so small and, you know, we want to be able to play everybody, but it's actually better that these Canadian teams haven't played because it is us against them. And we'll really find out where you stack up. And, you know, that first game where you, where you don't know. And it takes me back to being in minor hockey and playing provincials against, you know, a team on the other side of the province who you've never played, but you're going to meet them in this provincial game. And you're nervous because you don't know how you stack up. And that first game is feeling each other out. And then game two, you really get into it because now you kind of know how the other team yep. plays. And we're going to see that in the playoffs. And we haven't seen that in a really long time. So this is going to be exciting. Uh, I'm just checking in with the viewers here. We call this viewer takeover, obviously. And I really want to know what you think we should ask Arash next hour because the guy is like a Swiss Army knife, right? He can do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Prairie Mobile text line, regarding yesterday's question, what's the best breakfast spot? Anonymous texter from the 604 writes in. That's British Columbia, don't you know? Right? Lower mainland. Right. Viewer says, the elbow room in downtown Vancouver. Never been. One of my favorite steakhouses in the world, though, is the Gotham Steakhouse. If that means anything in downtown Vancouver, Gotham Steakhouse. As dark and as sketchy as it sounds. All right. And amazing steaks. Big, thick ones. Uh, Brady in Saskatoon. Hey, Rod, the Habs should be doing everything possible to acquire Jack Eichel. The one thing they're missing is that superstar punch that can get them to the next level. NFL, so exciting. Can't wait for the season to start. Seahawks play the Colts week one. Everybody's excited about their team. What do your Titans got in week one? They got the Arizona Cardinals. Nice. Oh, yeah, it'll be good. Uh, from the 537, with Saskatchewan crushing vaccination, has, it has to be a full slate of hockey in the WHL East Division. No. Just sit tight. Go golfing. Go for a walk. Let's not talk about next fall, okay? Because I got a report from BC the other day. Somebody saying, Rod, have you heard that there's not going to be interlocking play in the WHL next year? 
And I said, uh, no, but I've heard other things with regards to reduced capacity. So enjoy the weather. Yeah. Everybody's so... You know what it is, by the way, in BC? They're upset that they're not going to see Bedard come through in his home province. That was the impetus for the message from the guy. He's yeah. like, a lot of people upset out here that we're not going to see Connor Bedard. I'm like, just sit tight. I predict a very raucous second hour, second half kickoff, okay? okay. That's coming up in a rash, Madani, too. Thanks to Craig Button for joining us in hour one. We'll see you right after this break on Game Plus TV. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.